Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Indu Talks. Today, with the help of my wonderful co-host, Caitlin Hall, we are joined by Lid Supply Chain Consultant and Director, Emilio Colangelo. Welcome to the show, Emilio. I'm really happy to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. How about you, Caitlin? I'm doing really well, George. Thank you for asking. So, uh, Caitlin, I'll let you uh, put the show on the road. All right. Okay, cool. Well, um, I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm super duper honored that George invited me to do this podcast with Emilio. Um, I was wondering if maybe Emilio, you could just sort of introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners and just tell them a quick little rundown about who you are, what you do, and what it's like to be you. What it's like to be me. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful. Um, Yeah. So no, I'll give a bit of background on me. That might be, might be interesting to the, uh, to to the folks listening is, is I, uh, I'm I'm a Concordia graduate, uh, study industrial engineering. Um, After that, we've been working at, uh, well, different, different roles, but I'm I'm working at lid supply chain uh, consultants. I'm sure you can see from a description here. So, so what we do, um, everything from, from designing warehouses, uh, designing distribution networks, uh, designing production facilities, um, to, to also making recommendations on what kind of technology is required uh, to power those, uh, those operations. So that could be anything from, you're, you're looking at ERPs to, to warehouse management systems to, to transportation management systems, essentially everything that you need to run a supply chain from a, from a technology perspective where uh, we, we kind of have our, uh, have our hands in, in that. Um, so that's a little bit of background on me, what I do, and then what it's like to be me. Well, uh, <laughs> a good question. I know. So like an existential look. I don't know what to, I don't know what to answer that one. Uh, it's pr- it's pretty cool these the, <laughs> these days. Uh, it's um, it's a lot of fun because I've started uh, traveling a little bit again for work. So that's that's kind of uh, put a lot of I don't know a lot a lot of the fun back in it for for me. Um, uh, Otherwise, I feel like I'm, we're kind of getting out of I don't know the pandemic a, a little bit, and so that's making making it feel like there's a little bit more uh, more more fun more fun back in life. I don't know now. Win, winter around the corner, who knows? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's good to hear. And uh, I wanted to have you today on this episode just to talk a bit about some advice you can give maybe students here in university. Um, so I wanted to start things off by asking you. I mean, what are like some important soft skills that um, you have to develop during university that you can use potentially in your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the way that I see it is like develop, develop in university, but also just kind of a, a, a maybe an approach or, or thought when you, when you start off and, and something that I, um, that I would have liked to, um, to hear kind of early on, or maybe I did, but you have to live it to, to, to feel it. So, so I'll, I'll just say it anyways, and maybe it'll resonate with, with some folks down the line, but it's, um, uh, for me, the biggest thing is when you you come from engineering, you have kind of a you have that analytical mind. Uh, hopefully, for graduating from engineering, or else you, you must have had a hard time going through that going through that program. But 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 you, you do have that kind of that 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 logic, and it's uh, tough when you're starting off to trust your trust your instincts or trust that if you reason if you're unable to reason something out uh, or it doesn't make sense to you uh, that it's it's probably because it's there's some gap in, in, in that logic or something flawed and you should be asking those questions. So, um, so I guess concisely it's, it's as you start off is ask, ask questions, but, but question things is more what I mean is if it doesn't make sense to you, try to ask the, the people that have more experience than you. Why, why is that? Because there's a good chance that they might not actually 
you know, they might just not have seen something or it doesn't make sense to them either. And that's something that you need to figure it out. So don't just take things for granted. It's kind of, you know, do, do that critical thinking on your own. Um, and I know the folks that I work with that are, you know, a bit more junior, that's what I appreciate the most of them is when they're able to, to, you know, to challenge something, tell me it doesn't make sense or, or or I can really take that whole piece of thinking and give it to them and say, you do the first pass of trying to trying to put this together on your own before we then we then brainstorm it to, together. Nice. So I think that's that's one. I don't know if I have. Does that make it? Does that make sense, by the way? When oh, I just, it, it does. Like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's really like if there is something that's wrong, like you might kind of underestimate it to a certain degree because you think, oh, I'm new. You know, what do I know? You know, but yeah. if if you do raise these questions, you know, then even if it is correct and if you're just not understanding correctly, then you'll also be able to learn, if anything. But, right. you know, in the best case scenario, you might have actually fixed a big issue. And I think that's sort of a, a huge win for everybody involved. So definitely, yeah. no, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just was going to say, I mean, it's always good to be curious and to, yeah. you know, learn new things along the way. Because you wanna you wanna enlarge in your views of things. You wanna you wanna you wanna enlarge in your just your thoughts, or you wanna learn something new. You wanna bring more value to anything you're learning and apply it to everyday scenarios. I think yeah. it also helps when you have like a, a really supportive working environment um, that you feel like you can go towards. Obviously, like the impression I'm getting is that your team you know, you're all quite supportive. So if you do come to someone with a question, um, it's a very open discussion rather than sort of a, you know, nobody's shutting you down. Nobody's, you know, doing anything like that, which I think is huge as well. I think that's really, really important. So it's yeah. nice to hear. And, and I think actually, as you say that, that's something that you, you know, I'm sure you, you've heard as I as I did also uh, many times in, interview the interviewee when you're yeah. when you're applying for for a job and it's like yeah okay but what does that what does that really mean because I've I've sat through some some interviews where it's some very like you know very generic questions and it's like okay you went on Google and you like actually just looked up what do I ask my interviewer but like if you're actually seeking to understand the business one of those things that you can you can be probing for and trying to trying to understand is gauge the person that's interviewing for or interviewing you um to see if are they the kind of open-minded you know, uh, person, if you're telling them uh, something that you think is a good idea, are they going to be receptive to it? Or are they going to answer you with, uh, you know, well, that's, that's just the way that we do it here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are they very kind of ro robotic? Those are maybe some things you can test for if it's robotic and not free flowing, maybe they're very, very structured and rigid in the way that they, that they think in the way that that company is. And that could be a good thing or, or a bad thing. It's just seeing if maybe that's a, that's the right fit for you. Personally, I have a hard time in those in those environments that where it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, when I've worked at I've worked at big, bigger companies where it's like, we, well, this thing makes no sense. Why are we doing this process this way? It's inefficient. And we like, we should just do it this way. And being to me, getting the answer. Well, that's just the way that that it's, we do it here. And there's no way to fix it is like that's just it's terrible for me. I, I don't like that. So I can I know I can never work in an environment like that. I think especially like being in consulting, consulting is just essentially all about, you know, fixing things, improving things, you know, making a better solution, you know, taking a good solution and just improving it, you know, so to sort of be okay with a structure that's maybe not ideal kind of seems like a, a very weird approach for a company who's geared towards finding better solutions for their clients. Like you also need to make sure that you're working at your sort of at your best capacity as well. So 
no, definitely. I think I think that's a huge point. Yeah, that yeah, that so you're saying as a as a consulting firm to yeah. running with poor processes and not trying to improve yourself. How are you? Yeah, exactly. That that's fair. I didn't, I didn't I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, I guess that's a good trait of a consulting firm to be able to be able to look in the mirror and fix fix your own problems before yeah. yeah. It's all about continuous improvement. It is. Yeah, exactly. Continuous <laughs> self-improvement as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point and how like how are these skills and like the mindset will help you in the job how will it, how would it help you gain confidence yeah. do your work better yeah well i think so um yeah if i'm thinking about the one of you know just being 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 confident in your ideas so i think yeah i've <laughs> you made me remember a point I, i wanted to make um yeah, I, I was gonna say it's the the other thing is it's not just necessarily like you know having having the con the confidence and reasoning things out is not just necessarily going to um, help you pick off a, a problem per se. It could actually just be an, another perspective, like you you that uh, another perspective that that makes someone think, makes someone who has more experience in you just think and see it in a different way, which is kind of. Um, strange to think of that someone without, for me, it was anyways, someone coming out of school that doesn't have much experience could actually say something that would make someone with many years of experience stop and think about it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's where I think those, that's where the, re, like, that's where it becomes really valuable. It's not just picking off some, you know, a process issue, but it's just saying like, Hey, I have this idea. I think about it this way. Tell me why that's wrong. Uh, you know, the, the very worst that can happen is you were you were wrong on that wrong on that thought. I did air quotes there for everyone just listening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, worst case, you're wrong, and someone will, t- will tell you how they think about it, and you'll you'll maybe you'll change. But but either way, there's no I don't see any harm that can come of it if you're in the right environment. Of course, uh, then there's no harm that can come of just saying, "Hey, this is the way that I'm seeing it." Of course, that message has to be delivered in in the right way. You can't be coming in there and saying, "Hey, uh, you guys over here, you're doing it all wrong." Uh, don't, that people aren't going to be very receptive to that, but, but questioning the, 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 the way that things are done is, it should be no problem. And in fact, is, is really, that's why I think is really, um, um, valuable for an employer and for you, it, it shows that you're actually thinking about things outside of your, just your, your day-to-day. I think also like a point that you mentioned there, and I think it's super important to sort of discuss it is approach. Um, how you approach people, how you approach problems, how you approach situations. I think, you know, people are going to be a lot more receptive to you asking maybe these questions or you coming up with like, hey, there's this like thing that I think is a little bit weird. Um, Obviously, the way you word that is going to really impact the person's kind of ability to receive the information that you're that you're giving them and then react accordingly. So I think also, uh, I mean, how would you say maybe in terms of like, the skill of approaching people better. That's also in air quotes for all the mm-hmm. listeners. Um, how would you say, what are some skills maybe when you're kind of going after someone who maybe does think a little bit more in the traditional sense and you're kind of coming to them with a new idea, how would you go about that? And how do you think that that would kind of change the outcome of the situation? Yeah, so I would say the, always always seek to understand. And so that goes you know, to Georgia, you're saying being, being curious, but that's that's, the, the right approach there is don't don't so be confident that you are you are seeing something you know that that is worth talking about but don't assume that uh, that either the person doesn't know themselves or or that they're doing it on purpose seek to understand the situation and I 
think when you when you approach people and you're you ask them to explain you know how they're seeing things uh hey i noticed this thing over here what, what do you think are you first like you know are you aware of this or was there a reason for it do you know and someone who's um well, I'm going to use a big, big word. I don't think intellectually honest is necessarily that that's making a bigger, bigger uh, thing than that. But but someone who's, who's going to critically think about it is going to say, hmm, like and, and try to give you an answer, not just pretend that they knew that such a thing was going on. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll reflect. So I think if you approach them with just trying to understand, it might rub some people the wrong way, but yeah, you can't you can't, can't please uh, everyone. You can't please everyone. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's if someone comes up to me and is asking a question. Well, I don't see any reason why I would turn them down and 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 say, uh, you know, how how dare you ask that? So. <laughs> we can't all be as yeah. great as you, Emilio. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have a lot of colleagues who think the same way. I believe so. <laughs> I would hope so. Honestly, yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. And uh, for you, Emilio, I mean, how was the? Uh, I'm I'm curious because you went from engineering to supply chain. I mean, industrial engineering obviously is very related to supply chain in the logistics department. And how was that transition for you? Like when you switched? Yeah, it was. Um, first of all, getting so right after school, I didn't. Um, uh, I didn't have the, the, my job at at Lid. I was working elsewhere first, um, and mm-hmm. I remember going through the interview process and then seeing what Lid what Lid did, like learning about Lid. At, at the time, we were only. Uh, I think we're like 20 or something like oh that. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, so we're we're wow. like over, over 100 now. And so it's like, so I was, it was still a pretty young, uh, young company. And um, uh, yeah, and, get, and getting into it, I remember learning about it and then, and then being, reading what they did and, and being like, this is like 100% what I want to do. Like it was, it was like, it was industrial engineering and it was like, you know, it was, it, it was, it was, making data driven decisions on how to build an efficient operation. And I'm like, that's, that's perfect. That checks all the boxes <laughs> and I want to do that. Yeah. So, um, so, so that was like easy to jump into. Um, I should, I should say, I guess. Um, and then, and then when, when you're in it, um, I, I guess the, the, nothing, nothing technically was, was that, daunting or difficult to, to adapt to. I, I think you get a good back, you know, you, you get, you, you have good tools, you know, going through, going through an engineering program on how to figure things out. Um, it's, a, it's obviously, it's less like uh, classroomy, but anyone who's done an intern is an internship is, you know, it, it has been exposed to that. Um, but I think what was, um, what, what was the biggest learning curve is just getting for me anyways, was understanding how to work well um, with others and I don't mean how to get along well with others but how to kind of use other people's ex- experience to, to deliver something better um, I'm someone who's uh, like I'm very proud and I want to and I want to do a good job and I'm like don't I don't need help that's kind of my, my 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 approach a lot of the times but so breaking that down into well it's not about it's not about you it's about getting to work or learning how to work with others who have more experience who have more experience in a certain different part of the business how do you pull all those people together um that was something that uh you no one teaches you that really you just have to kind of be observant and 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 then start doing and practicing it and and so that was probably the biggest i would say the biggest adjustment that i that i need to make okay nice so that collaboration uh with other people do you think that is there something would you say that there's opportunities within university that maybe do kind of support that collaboration with others? Like, for example, I know engineers have capstone. Um, Mm. I think that's a really good example of like a kind of longer term project where you're really 
stuck with people. I can say that because George is my capstone. <laughs> but uh, but no, you're really with someone for a whole year. And so obviously we are with multiple people for a whole year, actually. So that's really where um, you are kind of long term doing doing this project. And so how would you say like for people who are entering their capstone or for people who are currently in their capstone um, that are maybe even facing some difficulties, what are some tips that you would maybe provide to them from kind of your perspective, at least in terms of uh, maybe smoothing some of those things out or preparing accordingly, um, anything like that? Yeah. So I, I do see though, I just want to like, I'll start that with, I do see the, you know, that, that capstone you are, stuck kind of with with a with a team <laughs> but essentially you are right um so you have to work with, with those people but that i see being part of kind of your more your immediate team in in the work context um and those challenges will be very sim similar but I, I guess just to, to close off my, my previous point is that uh going outside of that team okay. is it within a work context is what what like what was difficult to me and i think what is valuable because because you're you're used to doing that teamwork in in almost all your classes in capstone it's like you're assigned with these people so figure it out with these people but mm -hmm. a lot of the value that you can go get from working with experienced people is actually going outside of that group to pull you know to, to leverage other people that don't have that same experience that said, so how is that helpful for Capstone? I, I guess the parallel I could draw is if you're having problems is go, you know, is to reach out to, um, to, to other resources in the school outside of that group. Now, if there's just like, you know, everyone is, is fighting within the Capstone group, well, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not, that's not great, but I don't know if that's what you were asking about. <laughs> no, that wasn't. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, no but so yeah, I would say if you, if you, if there's knowledge gaps or, or if there's, even just getting getting feedback is another is another really great thing yeah. that, that I think is maybe um, tough to tough to like or I don't know if it's tough to everyone but but for me it was just like one thing I I didn't ask for often because I was like that's done it's good it's fine um, and <laughs> that's just my, that was my thinking during during school to be honest so um, but like going and getting someone's opinion on something is you know they might not say anything that's like you need to change this but they might just add a layer uh mm -hmm. that you hadn't thought of before and so going going to shop around your idea without boring them to, to death with it um it is important and, that, and i guess that that's another thing too and maybe a lesson that i i learned less because i always had that um my approach has always been no one cares about what i have to say um, so whenever I try to deliver, like I genuinely just think that. So whenever I try to deliver a message, it's like the most bare bones thing. And I would say that's probably a useful thing. If you're going to shop around a capstone idea, go talk to someone in industry, someone that, you know, uh, and give them the, 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 the elevator pitch version, the very, the very brief, like this, 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 and let them ask questions if they're, um, if they're interested and they'll be able to give you the kind of the right level of, uh, uh of feedback there, I think. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's important. Awesome. Yeah, that was really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I think use that for our capstone. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's a good advice. And I think it's important to always get feedback. Like I personally, I would go see a professor and they can really show their professional experience and tell you what's good or what's bad and give you that constructive criticism. Uh, so I think that for me is the best thing to ask the professor their advice. And even if you ask like a friend or something to review something, they can give you their opinion and their take on this, uh, whether it's listening to a friend's presentation or, uh, you know, reading their paper, parts of their paper. I think it's always good to get feedback from different people. And then you'll be able to combine their knowledge and their opinions with yours and create an even better paper. It's like continuous improvement on a paper or on a presentation. 
that's it it's a yeah it's just getting someone else someone else's view on it and it's like no no one's gonna you're likely not 100 percent wrong on what you're doing it's not like a um for, for those kind of things projects it's not it's not like a, a test where it's like you either got the right or the wrong answer it's like it's subjective and so getting someone else's perspective on it can only be could only be helpful yeah and 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 yeah, I would yeah, I would even argue outside of just teachers, like or like you, you know professors going to going to someone that you either did an internship with or something like mm-hmm. that, and just getting their getting their thoughts on it, I think is um, could could be um, could be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to regret this, but I'll I'll offer it anyways. Um, mm-hmm. If that if anyone you know the wants like anyone listening or, or you guys specifically as well, but like you want a second opinion on things like that, I like I'm genuinely interested in like in looking at that. Um, and so, you know, seeing a capstone project, I just find that interesting and, um, and I would like, I would love to give my, my two cents on it. So you are welcome to take me up on that. Definitely will. Thank you. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be really cool. But it's got to be the elevator pitch version. Oh, no problem. Right. Sweet. No problem. <laughs> and, uh, like using these, like, for example, I was speaking before about presentations and, you know, requires some good confidence and some good presentation skills to have a good presentation how do you find uh yourself using any like presentation skills throughout your work day oh yeah yes all the time yeah um i think that's maybe a little bit particular to to consulting is um i have a funny funny example actually i i thought of this the or i, I caught on to this the other day um i think i'm yeah, no, that, that's it's it, it's seeing working with someone that you've only um, what what am I trying to say here? So a lot of my colleagues I work with, but I don't uh, I'm not interacting you know in front of a client with them. Or I'm not seeing them in front mm-hmm. of a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I recently saw one of my colleagues who I'm, you know I, I work with pretty closely, but I never never seen a client situation. I saw them talking to a client. Uh, and I was on that call and I was like, oh, I was like, that's their client voice. And I was like, and, and I was like that, that must be a thing. Like the way that I, I'm speaking to you now or the way that I'm speaking, like I speak with, with the people that I work with closely, it's probably not the same way that I talk to, that I talk to your client. I just thought that was, you know, an interesting, an interesting thing. So there's that aspect, I think, in consulting where, yeah, you are presenting, you're presenting the clients very often. Um, but nonetheless, I think those skills kind of apply even in any meeting that you have internally is like that, you know, you have to be able to, um, to, 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 to pitch an idea to, you know, other, other than with the, with the, the exception, maybe of a working session, you know, where everyone is actually just sitting down and working together together you know fixing uh, fixing an analysis or something like that i would say for the for the most part if you're running through uh you know anything with your colleagues you have to you have to be presenting in presentation mode and applying to me again the the, the concept i was applied is like i said no one cares what i have to say uh and so i'm trying to get as much relevant information presented in the shortest amount of time possible um and that's whether i'm presenting to a client or internally or talking to my friends about something else. I've just kind of always had that. Yeah. I think it's like, it's selling, selling whatever it is you're talking about as well as at the same time, selling yourself, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, and I think it's easier to sell something when you're, you, you believe in it personally, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. if you don't believe in what it is that you're you know presenting to whoever it is you're presenting, it's a lot harder to kind of convince them because you're not even convinced yourself. So as long as like, or, you know, or even if there's something that maybe you're unsure about, maybe like hashing those things out before 
you go ahead and, and you sort of start making those presentations or meetings or whatever it is that you're doing, just sort of having the, the complete rundown, that's probably a, a beneficial thing for your, uh, for your overall outcome of the situation, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that's so good, good point there is like, believe it, if you believe, you have to believe in it yourself. So there's a couple, mm-hmm. couple of ways to do that, right, is either uh, make sure that you understand it very well yeah. and that you, that you believe you're at the right conclusion, being able to, to pitch it. And um, I guess the, the other, for me, that, that concept kind of applies as well to, you know, to, to working as well as I'm not, I'm not very, or even like doing, doing the job is I'm not very good at doing things I don't like doing, which is, which is like a strange thing, but it's like, I'm really, I really don't like doing it. So like I have to be in an environment where I love doing it or I don't sell anything to anyone. I just like, I just feel like completely drained. And so that's another thing for, um, for me. And I guess maybe, maybe that's going back to like a piece of advice is going, going from school to school, school to work is, um, you know, finding something that you, and it doesn't have to be like, this is my, my dream career job, but that you are really passionate about either the company or about some, some part of what you're doing or else I feel like for me anyways, that just reduces the quality of the work. And, and I don't know if that, if that applies to, to everyone else necessarily, but that's just that's something, something to keep in mind, be passionate about what you're mm-hmm. a part of, at least what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Cause if you're passionate about something, you're going to put in more work. Actually, your work is going to be more consistent and you're going to be happy at work and it's about being happy with what you do. So I think that's super important to really showcase yourself in something you're happy with and something you also enjoy doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you guys, what are, what's something that you are, um, the, the, the example I give for me is like when, whenever I'm working in, in like Excel or, or, or I, I like I can get lost sometimes in, in doing like a, a, a little program or, 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 or something. I get lost and I could spend like three hours. I do less of that now, I, I imagine, but I, like I, I could spend three hours doing something and I'm locked in and I'm just like, time flies. Um, what, what kind of things that you do where like there that you work on that you just see like the time, time flies that you're, I would argue that that's, that's something you're, you're passionate about, but what, what are those kind of like, what, what things do you feel you do where you see time go by? Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, you can go first. You want to go ahead? All yeah, right. sure. Um, I think, um, I really, really like, uh, I guess there's, there's a couple of things that I, I feel like time sort of passes quite quickly. Um, if I'm ever writing anything, um, I really enjoy sort of just expressing my thoughts. And I think that, uh, I mean, the proofreading part is always a little bit more tedious, but in terms of just getting the thoughts out on paper, I really do enjoy doing that, whether it's like a, a skeleton for something. I, I just, I like sort of creating that. And I also, I enjoy um, doing presentations and whatnot. Like I really, I love talking with people. Um, like I'm currently VP sponsorship. Uh, for any of the listeners of IAC, that's where I am. That's how I essentially got in contact with Emilio. So I think that, uh, you know, just meeting with professionals, sort of just seeing different, I'm peering into people's lives when I'm doing that. And I think it's really, really interesting. And that's something that I, I really enjoy. It, it gives me a, a happiness that I can't really communicate. And it's just, I don't know, that's something that I, that I find I'm quite passionate about. So yeah, George. Yeah, I mean, uh, same here. Presentations, I love, love, love talking. I think Caitlin knows that well. Um, uh, now Amelia knows that I love talking, and that's why I'm VP Innovations here at IAC. Uh, 
So yeah, talking is a hobby of mine. I may talk a little too much sometimes. So that's why sometimes I talk so much that time passes by so fast. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, I'm like, whoa. Um, so yeah, I think one of the biggest passions of mine is be able to communicate with someone and uh, being able to put a smile on someone's face and, you know, and helping them out in every way possible, right? As industrial engineers, it's important to make something more efficient, to make it better than it currently is. And making something better will make the client more happy and will make them uh, make us happy because we'll know that we did a good job. So, yeah, for me, definitely talking and presenting is also a, a big thing for me. Cool. I think I'll yeah, like for, sorry, no, I was just going to add on for George. I, I've known George personally for uh, what it's been two and a half years or something now. Mm-hmm. Um, and George is a huge motivator. He's really, really keen on motivating people. And that's something that he's consistent with all the time. there's never never an end to it (laughs) yeah i love motivating sending you a quote anything to make your day better i will do that because i think that's important to me is to make other people happy and to help them motivate them especially when we're during stressful times uh, like now during school with final exams i love motivating people and being there for people so i can help them do well Good. I love it. And, and but I don't know, I don't think you, you post this without, without video, uh, right, George, but uh, your, your faces lit up when you were both talking about that. And like, that's oh. the kind of thing that, you know, like <laughs> find, find some, that, that's the most important thing is find a job that, that allows you to do something that you're like, ah, it's really cool. And obviously like, you know, it's not for me anyways, it wasn't right out of school. It was, I did a little bit of, you know, stuff I didn't really enjoy, but I knew at least in the back of my mind what I was looking mm-hmm. for. And, and I, I strived for that, 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 that passion. Uh, and you end up, you end up getting, getting there in, in, in one way or, or another, if you know, in the back of your mind, that that's what you're, that's what you're, you're seeking in, in work, right? Yeah, no. yeah. I think, I think it doesn't, I mean, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? That's the, that's the saying. And I think, you know, even though you are working, it's at least if you can enjoy <laughs> If you can enjoy what it is that you're spending your time on, you know, it's better than, you know, going to a place that you hate being there for eight to 10 hours a day, hating it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, obviously, that's not a really a positive way to spend your time, especially if you're going in every single day a week, you know, with the exception of two days, like that's, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of time spent doing something that you're not super passionate about. Exactly. Certainly. Yeah. So, uh, all right, everyone. I think that's a wrap uh, for today. Thank you so much, Emilio, for joining us today on this episode of Indu Talks. And thank you, Caitlin, for co-hosting and for being such an incredible co-host today on Indu Talks. Thank you, George. Thank you so much for for having us both. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks a lot for for having me. this is cool to chat. And uh, of course, if you guys or if any, any of the listeners also have, have questions that, you know, uh, I, I, I like working, working with you guys and, and helping. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's helping fig, figure anything out, but if I can just be one of, one of those uh, uh, opinions or, or, or something to bounce, uh, bounce an idea off of more than happy to do that. So, so don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, Emilio. We really appreciate everything you've given us today and all the advice. It was fantastic. So don't forget to sign up to our newsletter on iacconcordia.com for updates on all our upcoming events and more. Join us again for the next episodes to get a taste of engineering life.